All right, all right. Welcome to the Riri Show. We're going to do the Riri Show today, or whatever kind of show you want to call it. But just know that our perspective is built on our upbringing, our religious belief, and from our generational era. And my goal or my hope is that whatever perspective you see life from, let it be anchored. And what is your anchor? I know that my anchor is God, the the word of God. That's what I stand on. I know that there are so many different um, religions and beliefs, um, systems out there. We're not knocking any of them, but I'm just letting you know what, what perspective that I'm coming from. And um, the person that we're going to interview today, she might have her a different perspective. We don't know, but all we know is that we, all we do know is that we can learn from someone else. So today I want to um, introduce to you again, Dr. Nisa Jenkins. And without further ado, I'm going to let her explain or give you a little background again for the new listeners about herself. So, hey, Dr. Jenkins, welcome to the show again. Good morning, Renata. Good morning. Excited Good morning. to be with you all again this morning. Um, I am Dr. Nisa Jenkins, founder of I Am Beautiful 2 Ministry. And uh, my ministry really caters to the woman. What we do is we create platforms where women can share their dreams, their visions, their thoughts and ideas with the world. And those who are just trying to pull those thoughts and dreams together, we give them the opportunity to talk them through, plan, decide on what it is that they want to share with the world. So just glad to be here with you all this morning on the Renata Fuller Show, the Riri Show. And and she's given me the opportunity to share my thoughts and ideas this morning. So glad to be with you all. Yes, I'm glad to have you. I am so excited about this um topic today and our topic is retreat and stop chasing and this topic has so many different meanings and um, for those of you who do not know um, um, Dr. Jenkins which we call her Nisia and I we are in a dream builders class with um, Merlin Denise um, in the mornings every morning uh, Monday through Friday and so we had a conversation one day and Dr. Jenkins had said um, she was doing her 10-10-10, and I'm going to let her explain it to you a little further, but I just want to give you a little background about it. And it really stood out to me because I have spent so much of my life, and see, I'm making it personal now. I spent so much of my life of chasing people and that didn't want to be chased. You know, I couldn't understand. You know, I was uh, tiring myself out you know, trying to change people and trying to make people see things from my point of view. I was also um, trying to help people that didn't want to be helped, you know, all because, you know, why would you give someone a fist when they need a hand? And so my perspective on that is to help people. They don't need a fist, you know, when they, when they got the hand up, that means they need a helping hand. But so many times people will come to you or you see a need in their life and you will go to them and you will try to help them and then they'll retaliate back mm-hmm. on you, you know? And so this topic, retreat and stop chasing, is like, oh my, it, it, it was just like a fire shut up in my bones that just, just put me on fire. And it was like God started speaking me, speaking to me after I heard that and I started observing a lot of things. So I'm going to let Dr. Jenkins talk to us today about what God told her about retreat and stand back. Sure. I, I, I was, uh, it was the morning a couple of weeks ago, I was uh, doing my 10, 10, 10. And, and as Renata shared, 10, 10, 10 is a part of one of the concepts that we learn in the dream builders. Um, I encourage you, if you're interested in, and, you know, as we talk and, and, and maybe there's something that we might say about dream builders that if you're interested in, in getting involved, go to, uh, 
services.com um, to find out more information. Uh, but in that class, we, were, we, we do the concept of the 10, 10, 10, that's 10 minutes of random writing, 10 minutes of prayer, and 10 minutes where you allow God to speak to you. And so in, in, in the random writing portion of that, you, you write down your first thoughts as you wake up in the morning, you know, what, what are those things that are on your mind? And, uh, and then you have 10 minutes of prayer. And, and keep in mind, some people may want to do more than 10 minutes or some people may struggle with doing 10 minutes, but yeah. it's really designed, <laughs> it's really designed to teach you discipline. So I try, I, I usually will set a timer so that I'm learning to be disciplined before God. So this is time overall that you're spending before God in this 30 minutes. And then in that last 10 minutes, God speaks. And that is however God speaks to you. Um, and, and uh, also, I, I like I liken that unto when I'm in that last 10 minutes, I'm, I'm, I'm totally in the presence of God, surrendered to him. And that too takes practice because <laughs> your <laughs> mind goes everywhere, everywhere. And, and, and you just try to, you know, then come back into focus. So you just keep bringing yourself back into focus in the presence of God, back into your focus of thinking on, on him, of uh, telling him who he is to you. Um, praising him and, and that helps you stay focused in that that last 10 minutes as you're waiting for God to speak um, but as God was speaking to me in that last 10 minutes I had been at a time in my life where I was really um, in a fight you know there's sometimes we know that we're in a fight now honestly there are times when we are not sure that the enemy is upon us and that that is you know the, the devil Satan and all of his devices <laughs> we're just mm -hmm. not sure but there are times when we know or when I know that he is on my trail. There are things going on. They're, they're just, it, it seems to be, um, for lack of a better word, chaotic. Um, right. So you, you're trying to find a place of peace. You're having to constantly uh, be in prayer. Um, you feel like a period of unrest. And so while I was in that period of unrest and just still you know, going before the Lord, um, God just said to me uh, that I needed to retreat, that I needed to allow him to fight because I, and, and this was the most pertinent point that he said to me, although whenever he speaks, everything he says is incredible. Right. But yeah. he was just sharing with me that, that I can't fight at the same time God is fighting because I cannot see God's strategic moves. I can't see how I'm going to fight the battle if I'm mm. not, if I'm fighting while God's fighting. Oh, wow. <laughs> and he doesn't, yes. he, he doesn't need us to fight, right? <laughs> he right. Needs, we, we need to, to see how God does it. And, and that's what the word does for us as well. It's, he gives us examples of how he has fought the battle, how, you know, he tells us to stand still and, and see the salvation of the Lord. He, he tells us that, you know, he will fight our battles. And, and he tells us that, you know, um, he's commanded us to be strong and courageous and not to be afraid. So he, he's given us examples. Uh, so, so we have to allow him to fight. So in that retreating, you know, to me, that was going to a, a safe place. Actually, I could actually visualize myself just sitting down, just wow. taking a deep breath, just saying, God, I surrender. Uh, to whatever it is you want to do in this battle because I can't win it. You understand? I, we, we can't win them on our own um, because we don't know all of the things that the enemy is going to do. We just know that what he, he the Bible has said that he's come to steal, kill, and destroy in John 10, 10. Um, but at the same time we see that scripture, it also says that God came, Jesus came that they may have life and have it abundantly. So that's, that's the position that we want to stand in. That's, that's where we want to allow the Lord to do what he has to do. Exactly. You know, those fights are real too. You know, some people that may not, you know, have a strong relationship with God may not understand, you know, wholeheartedly what we're saying about um, how Satan or how these vices come upon us in life. We call them fiery darts. Mm -hmm. You know, like some of you may be battling with um, relationship uh, problems. Um, you may be um, battling with um, the loss of a job, you know, some type of crisis in your life. And, you know, some of you just may be dealing with your own self mentally. You know, you're struggling yeah. with something that seems like you're just wrestling and, you know, you toss and turn. You can't stay up at night and, you know, all of us have, have our own battles that we have to choose. And one of the things that 
I've been studying is, is talking about be wise in our decisions. And the only way you can be wise is if you do like Solomon did. Solomon went to God. Of all the things that Solomon could have asked God for in this world, he could have asked for riches. He could have asked mm-hmm. for healing, you know, because a lot of us want our parents, you know, to be healed or ourselves to be healed. Of all the things that he could have asked for in the world, he asked for wisdom. And wisdom, to me, right there at that moment when, um, Dr. Jenkins was doing her 10, 10, 10 when God spoke to her. He spoke some wisdom to her. He told her, you know, to stand back. You know, when you stand back from something, when you think think about it, if there's a house that's on fire, are you going to run to that house? Even if you have someone in there, you might really run. But however, the um, firefighters, they're going to pull you back. You know, and once you are pulled back, and when you talk about being pulled back, that's that's a state of re- withdrawing emotionally. Mm-hmm. And for me, when uh, Dr. Jenkins had shared with us retreat and, and her testimony about what God had told her, when you're a fighter, it's hard to stand back. It's yes, hard it to is. retreat, you know, because you, you, you're on a roll. And so when you stand back, though, something takes place. What happens is this. You... Get yourself emotionally from a situation in order to view it more objectively, which means Mm -hmm. that you want to look at a situation based on the facts and not just based on your personal beliefs or your feelings. And so sometimes in life we have to do that. And I know it's hard, but if you can just keep that. And one thing that I do um, when I read scripture or if I get a nugget from someone, I write it on the mirror in the bathroom with some lipstick so mm-hmm. that I can see it. And it's, it's before me every day. And, you know, the first thing you do when you get up, at least I do, and I hope everybody else does, is wash your face, brush your teeth. <laughs> so <laughs> when it's in the bathroom and I see it on that mirror, it yes. helps me to get my day started. And since we were talking about being fighters, Yes. You know, and as women, we are fighters. You know, we fight for a lot of things. We fight for our our husbands, our children. You know, we just fight for just self-respect, you know, because there was one time in in life that women did not have self-respect. Do you think, since we're talking about retreating, do you think God meant for us to just stand back or did he mean for us to stand down or to stand by? And they're, they're intertwined, but there's a big difference. And I'm going I'm to go through stand down for a moment. We talked about standing back where we um, observe or view our situation from an objective point of view. When we talk about stand down, that means resign, withdraw from your position. You know how you ready to fight? You know, when you see um, soldiers, they have their guns up or I watch a lot of crime movies. They a sniper. They have their gun in position. They have their eye in the scope, but they haven't pulled because they're waiting on their master to tell them when to shoot. Do you think God is telling us to stand down when He said when you say retreat? Do you think is that something He wants us to do? Is stand down? I think that honestly, Renata, I think it is it, contingent upon the, the 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 battle that you're in. Every battle is fought strategically. Every battle is not fought in the mm-hmm. same way. You see what I'm saying? And, and and so when we're going through the various battles, because what's a battle for me and the way that I fight, you may be going through a very similar situation, but the way you fight in that battle is very different. And so I think that that I, I, I could say that, you know, God allows us to to because we're individuals fighting in different realms of the spirit, we're fighting different types of forces, even though it may be something like you said, it could be, you know, a loss of a job. You're trying to figure out now, how am I going to get it? Or perhaps in losing the job, there were some things that went wrong. So I think that he could say stand back or stand down. It just depends on what it is that you're going through. What's the battle? And we end up fighting that battle the way that God has uh, deemed it necessary because, you know, of course I don't, definitely can't say you know what god is 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 going to do or what he's telling anyone i just think that there are different ways of fighting battles because we are such different people and because we battle uh, on different um 
realms uh, uh, in the spirit, it, it, it can be that, yeah, we got to stand back because we need to observe first. Just like you said, we need to, you know, have some information uh, before we actually get into things. Sometimes, you know, and, and that just means beforehand, before the battle ever starts, did I have enough information? Mm. Um, had I, Did I go to God to consult him about what I'm going through? And then as you know, you're standing down and, and you, you were drawing from your position. Yes, yeah, sometimes I, I have to stand down. Sometimes it's that I got to I gotta push back. I got to uh, remove myself from the position of, of the fight because maybe I, I wasn't in the right position or maybe it means that I got to be the one to turn the other cheek. So, you know, you know what I mean, Renata? It's, it's, right, it's, right. It varies depending upon what who we are and what we're going through. But I do think, you know, God can, can tell us to do any one of those things um, when we're in the battle. He can also say, you know, retreat. You you, you know, I need you to, to find that place, that place mm-hmm. where you can sit down. You know, for me, it was sit down and watch God, watch him do this thing. And mm-hmm. the more that I learn, you know, um, right now as, I, as I'm going through just transitions in my life, um, more, my more, most recent transition after um, my daughter passing away a year, uh, almost two years ago now, um, mm-hmm. shortly thereafter, things were already, you know, uh, struggling in my marriage and I, I just couldn't fight anymore. I didn't have what it took anymore after having just about all of life <laughs> taken out mm-hmm. of me. Right. Um, and so um, in doing that, I, I, I still find myself, you know, sometimes your flesh rise up because you, you get angry about something, but that that's a fight for me. That's a fight. Right. And so in doing that, I had to, to, to look at my marriage and realize that it was it was, if, if, if God didn't, and, and I told him, I said, Lord God, it's been so many times, and I think everybody goes through this in marriage um, oftentimes where there's the ebbs and flows. You know, you, yeah. you're good one minute, the next yeah. minute you're not. And, um, and I think in, in going through that, it came to a point when I was just no longer good because it was changing who I was. I was becoming somebody that I knew God had not created to be. Exactly. And that, that's like going against all uh, of my existence, all of, of who I am. And so I had to make a decision for myself, for, for my son. Um, and um, in doing that, though, I, I was trying to fight it myself. You know, because at the same time, I'm breaking the covenant of marriage. I'm about to break the covenant of marriage. And that's so important to me. But at the same time, you know, can I stay where there's no trust? There's all constant disarray. You're in one end of the house and that your spouse is in another. I mean, and, and you can't come together even after praying and lamenting, God, fix this. God, do this. And, and. You know that's a fight, <laughs> just just yes. because you, you you in your mind you 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 want God to do it, you want God to fix it, but you can't make Him do it. That's um, right. so you have so for me, I had to retreat. I had to sit down and take a rest, allow God to just move in my life, and allow Him to uh, l- help me to be, let me be who it is He created me to be. Exactly, His will for your life. Yes. You know, one thing that kind of stood out to me as you were speaking when you said we all fight differently mm-hmm. and 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 when you said retreat one of those things that and you know how you said you're tired you know it's like i have no more fight you know you, i've done all i can do and you know we hear um, the word telling us to just stand having done all to just stand but sometimes what does that really mean well when we stand back you know it's like that's that's why these words are so important to me because it says just stand but then do i stand by do i stand back or do i stand down and so one thing that came um out to me was this when you said people fight in different ways mm-hmm. sometimes we have to retreat because people fight dirty yes when people are fighting dirty you know sometimes we we don't know how to come against that you know we thinking we going um, um, fist to fist, but mm-hmm. then somebody bring a knife in the, in on it. Somebody yeah. pull 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 a, a a spike or something out their hair, or they got somebody standing in the background, you know, finna hold you or something. And so when we can retreat, and when we can stand back, when we have done all that we can do, and God said just stand, that means we have to withdraw ourselves. We have to get back in 
observe and, and make wise decisions. The only way you can make a wise decision is you have to ask yourself one thing and one thing only. And especially if you're a believer of God, that, and that one thing is, is my decision going to glorify God? Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, because think about it. If I do it myself, and if I have my personal beliefs and my feelings all involved, I'm not going to think straight. So I have to strategically hear from God. I got to stand back, observe, and go to God in prayer. Because what it says in the Bible, the weapons of my warfare are not carnal. Yes, yes. You know? You know, we're, we're, we're not fighting against flesh and blood. We're, right. we're fighting about principles. Mm-hmm. You know, think about it. That argument you had with your child or your spouse or your boss or your friend, it wasn't about something they did to you in the flesh unless they hit you. But then what made them hit you? It was it was a disagreement. It was the GP, as we say. It's the general principle. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember my, my husband and I, we had... Um, a disagreement and to me it was I felt like he was overstepping his boundaries so that was a personal feeling that I had whereas to him I don't know what he thought but it was the principle of the thing for me it's it's not like we were fighting over um the piece of paper on the floor you know some people the toilet tissue was on the roll the wrong way you know that's not the thing that we're fighting for is something much deeper than that. It's the principle and it's the pile up of things that we go through every day in life that that gets us in that fighting mode. And when we stand by and we're on the sidelines and we're watching, there again, we're ready. If God tells us to fight, we're ready but if you're just standing by and you're not standing back and you're not um, observing your situation and you're not asking God for wisdom to make a wise decision on what do I need to do in this situation, being ready, you're not standing by. You're not. You cannot be standing by and don't have all of the information that you need. Because if I saw somebody pull out their gun, well, you know what? First thing I need to do is drop and crawl or roll or get away. You know what I'm saying? Because my physical hands is no match for that gun. So you got to find out what dart Satan is throwing at you. What dart is being thrown at me in life? What problem? What is this problem that's coming into my life? Why and what is it really? You got to get to the meat of it. Um, I wanted to ask this question right here. Uh Since we're talking about um, retreat stand back sometimes in life we start chasing we start chasing after people and we 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 chase after love we 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 don't want to be lonely we we start chasing after people and at some point you have to realize that you have to retreat there that word again is mm-hmm. we have to retreat from chasing after things and people that don't want to be chased after. One thing that I've discovered is that there are some things in life that we're chasing after Mm -hmm. and God never intended for us to have. He never intended for us to have this particular job. And sometimes we have to look at if it's hard or if I'm having to go through loops and it's affecting me personally. I heard you mention something about when you were fighting, you were going through all this, the loss of your child, you were about to break your covenant in marriage, you were tired. So tell us about that in relations to stop chasing after people or things. And when I look at a thing, I'm looking at your marriage, your job, uh, material things, or when you're looking at people, your lost child, Mm -hmm. your wayward child, your uh, spouse that's um, maybe out there having an affair or going to the club every night or he's on drugs or, you know, just all of those different dynamics. Let's let's kind of talk about that a little bit. How do you think when God told you, because we do learn from other people, their testimonies and things, when God told you to retreat and stand back, 
How does that relate to chasing after things and people that don't want to be chased? I think that sometimes we, you know, in our lives, there are going to be uh, those people, places, and things that are, are, like you said, you know, they aren't for us. God hasn't called us to that. And 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 sometimes because we have our own uh, wills or free will, we will seek after things that we think we want, that we think are are, are good for us. And in doing so, it, it, it it's not God's will for us, you know. And it, mm-hmm. it, it may look like it's okay. It um, the only thing about it is is that it, it's just not His will. It's not. Uh, God's will for me to um, do this or be a part of that um, or to uh, go to that place. Uh, so so if I go, then I go outside of the will of God. And so sometimes we chase after that stuff because of, I, you know, I don't really know. I think if I had to speak for myself, if it was um, something I was chasing after that I knew God was saying it. And, and truly, that is a true example for me, chasing after people that God said he, he clearly showed, has shown me. It, it was more recently showed me in a dream, um, a person that I was pursuing uh, or, 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 or just, just in it, it's on a friendship level. Uh, mm-hmm. God showed me a vision. I could see the person in, 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 in actually in a dream. I could see that person, but I could, you know, have somebody standing over you and you try to reach for them, say you can't really see them behind you or in front of you, uh, but you reaching for them, you know, and I could never put my hands on the person. And so to me, I, when I, when I, I, I knew what the dream meant, Renata, <laughs> but we normally do, but I didn't want to believe that God is saying, no, you can't be friends with that person. No, that's, that's not, that's not going to work for you. Um, but I, but I kept over a year pursuing and chasing that friendship because mm-hmm. I wanted to see, oh, maybe that ain't what God's saying. <laughs> yeah. And he keeps showing you. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, you get to the point where you you realize that you're chasing after something that God is saying. You know, and I think that we all have experience in our lives. And we knew, we, when we look back, we know God said no. Exactly. It was clear. And so the next time that that, that it happened, and I, I just asked God, God, what about this person? Is it okay to be friends with this person? No. <laughs> he cleared when he said no, I just go the other way. Because <laughs> you understand, it's a long time to pursue something when you think yes. about a year and you know God is saying no. And then all it did was get harder and harder. <laughs> yeah. And the Not, energy. Yeah. And, and, and get this, harder to pursue and then hard to get out of. Renata. Yes. Yeah, that hole. Yeah, hard to get your mind off of that, or oh, oh, wonder what she doing now. Wonder what he doing now. Oh, maybe I should call. Oh, I ain't gonna call them. Or then they text you, or you, you know, it's just it just gets crazy, and it's it's chasing after things that are not for you. That that, and it doesn't mean that it's bad. That's what I want everybody to hear. Doesn't mean that it's a bad thing. It's just not for you. You. And I think it's important to know that. The other thing I wanted to share that, you know, as we talk about strategically doing things, um, mm-hmm. when when in, in, in the world, when there's a strategic planning meeting that takes place, and hear me, because I, I think this is, this is likened unto um, pursuing God and what God's plan is for uh, our lives, what his vision is, what his thoughts are. But strategic planning is that, that that's planning before it ever happens. You're thinking about things in anticipation of what could happen. And so you're strategically trying to pursue uh, the another route, an alternative or, 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 or a uh, contingency plan. What if this happens? Um, so we have to, you know, as, as Christians, we have to allow the Lord to show us what we should do so that we are protected before we get to the battle. Right. Before the weapons come out, before the enemy comes, we should be pursuing God through his word, through prayer, um, through through meditating on his word so that we're prepared when the battle does come. Does that make sense? That's our strategic planning. Yes. <laughs> um, so. It makes very sense because, you know, that's where that um, put on the um, armor of God. Yes, exactly. Yes. Yes. You know, um, you had mentioned something, and it it kind of stood out to me. I don't know about you, but 
I've heard a lot of people over the years say, um, hey, I ain't heard from you in a long time. And they say, you don't call nobody. And, you know, we sit there and we think, well, you got my number like I have your number. Yes. You know, <laughs> you know, when you really think about that situation right there, if we can just get in our heads that people come in our lives for seasons, reasons, and a lifetime. Yes. And if the season is up, then we have to let it go. Yes. If the reason has served its purpose, it's time to let it go. But those that are in our lives for a lifetime, we'll know it. We don't have to fight. We don't have to chase because they're going to give equally the energy that you give. Like, yes, you may go a year or a month or a week without talking to someone that you know you love that you know you tired a friend a relative because of your daily activities that you do but I'm not going to be always the one calling you know it's nothing this day and time to send a text to say hey how you doing I'm thinking about you but if no one ever picks up the phone to call you or send you a text or an email or a shout out or something quit wasting that energy quit taking it personal quit moping on it because I used to do that it's like hmm wonder why they didn't call me what did I do to them you know this and that it's nothing you did maybe your season or your reason is over maybe they were not meant to be in your life for a lifetime and you know if God told Abraham to get from among his kindred leave his father's house sometimes we have to do that. Even our kin folks, our relatives, we have to get from amongst them in order to do the will of God. Yeah. It doesn't say that you love them any less, but stop chasing them. You know, if someone tells you that we need to sever our ties, you know what? Sever your ties with them. Because if they say we need to sever our ties, that means they don't want anything else to do with you. And for whatever reason they're saying it, you know, give them their space. Give them that space. If a guy tell you, and I know you all in love with him or that woman, you know, boo-boo kitty, you in love with her, (laughs) you know, and they tell you, I need space. I just need my space. Sometimes we need to give people space so that they can stand back, withdraw emotionally from the situation in order for them to view it more objectively. They probably need time to sort out some things but if you keep hounding and harassing them the only thing you're going to do is push them away they need space so quit taking it personal because when you start taking and chasing Mm -hmm. you start doing some crazy stuff y'all i'm gonna tell you this story and don't judge me okay (laughs) don't judge me from what i did in my youth okay but this story i look back on it and i laugh hilariously So I was dating this guy in college and um, because in high school or before I met him, I had been through some bad relationships to where um, I've been cheated on. If you ever been cheated on, it takes away something from you. It's it's like, what did I do wrong? What do they have that I don't have? You know, know, it it makes your self-esteem go down and I don't care how strong of a person you are, that can get to you some kind of way, some type of way. It can ease in there. And that's a dart. That is one of those fiery darts that Satan uses to steal, kill, and devour you. And I remember um, I had started off at Jarvis. So I'm not going to call any names, okay? Because Mm -hmm. some people that's listening, you know, (laughs) you may know who the person is or whatever. But for the sake of privacy, you know. But I, and I lived in Tyler. And so for the summer, You know, I I remember I told my mom, I said, well, because things had changed. You know, it's like I was used to getting a phone call in the morning. You know, the pattern had changed. And so I had told my mom that um, I needed to go to the store. And at the time, my mother smoked. And she said, okay, well, pick up me a pack of cigarettes. And I was like, yes, I get the car. So, of course, you know, I didn't go to the store first. I went straight to Hawkins. And um, anybody that knows Tyler and knows Hawkins, it's about a 30-minute little drive, maybe Mm -hmm. 20-minute drive or whatever. And I positioned myself. You know, I I stand back, all right? I positioned myself in the car to watch his apartment, to see who was coming in and coming out. And I had a homegirl with me. Mm -hmm. And we were sitting in the car, and we were drinking some gin. You know, we were just sitting there drinking. And 
And we just sat there and I just watched the apartment trying to see if somebody going to come in and come out. And then finally I went back home and of course I got in trouble because you know, it didn't take that long to go get some cigarettes and whatever it was I needed from the store. Uh-huh. But when I sit back and, and I thought about it, how stupid it was for me to just sit and watch. Really, it was almost like I was a lifetime movie. I became obsessed. And when you start becoming obsessed with something or someone, you have a problem. You have gone too far. It is time for you to retreat and stand back. And because if you don't, what if you did see somebody come up to their apartment and it could have been a woman? You don't know who that woman was. It could be a friend. People can have friends and don't mean that they're sexually involved or anything like that. And so now what are you going to do? You're going to stand by. You ready. You ready to fight and don't even know what the full situation is. Right, right. And so, you know, it just made me think about when we chase people that don't want to be chased, we put ourselves, we start looking crazy. We start looking crazy. We start getting emotionally physically and mentally drained until you start looking in the mirror and it's like I don't even know this person anymore because stress can kill you I remember my doctor when I had my uh, miscarriage my doctor told me the quickest way to your grave is stress and when he told me that I, I started looking at myself and I'm like you know what I lost this child in behind stress Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And behind my husband that wanted to be out there and chase other women, let him go because you know God could be showing you this, saving you, saving you. Because if a man is out there cheating, he can bring all kind of things at, at, in the house that you can't get rid of. And I know you love him, but then God, when you stand by your man or you say I got your back, that don't mean that it's supposed to cause a lot of pain to you. It just means that I'm supposed to be there for you when you fall down, not I'm falling down because of, of you too. Yeah. And so with that said, I know it's a lot, but let's talk about this. Um, do we need to retreat and stand back when it comes to helping people? Mm-hmm. I have I have something I want to read. You know, I had asked uh-huh. my, my kids, do they feel that Um, We need to stop helping people who don't want to be helped. And so my daughter-in-law, Jessica, she said that she finds it hard to stop helping people. But at some point, you have to ask if you're really helping them or giving them what they need. Are you helping them in a way that you think they need help? Because if you are, that is a self-serving mindset. And when I get to that point I have to step take a step back there's that word again step back stand back and reevaluate my role in which I'm trying to help and I thought that that was so 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 profound because if you reevaluate you helping someone to stroke your own ego that means that you're doing it for the betterment of yourself and not for them And so tell me your thoughts on that. Is there a point that we need to stop, retreat from um, chasing people who don't want to be helped? Um, I think it's important. One one of the things that I have to share with you, Renata, is that uh, before helping anybody, I have to ask God, is this what you're asking me to do? Is this what you want me to do? Is this what you're telling me to do? Um, And I do that and I say that because sometimes you are going to be faced with the fact that there's somebody who don't want your help. So if I know, like it says in Colossians 3, and whatsoever you do, do it hardly as unto the Lord and not unto men. That that's, That's what I'm putting before me because I might end up hurt with hurt feelings if I don't put God first, if I don't ask him about it. So I think that in our asking him, is this what you would have me to do? Whether they receive it or not, it's okay. I did it unto the Lord. And so then I can walk Mm -hmm. away from it and be okay with whatever um, the, the outcome is. And the outcome may be definitely that they didn't want my help. They didn't want my love. Um, but I did what I did because I felt that God had told me to do it. 
Um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, sometimes we have those those situations that are instant, you know, that happen. Maybe it's somebody that we're giving or, or we see and they need some money for some food. Even in doing that, you know, we can look and tell that maybe they're, they may be a, an addict of some sort. and They're just trying to get money. I don't even worry about that. All I do is mm-hmm. say, Lord, is this what you would allow me to do? I take it and whatever they do with it, um, that's one thing. But I believe, according to the word, I just planted a seed. I believe by faith that this is going to change their lives. So whatever it is that, 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 you know, we do, we have to do it as unto the Lord, I think, because we don't know what people are going to, to how they're going to react to what it is that we do. You know what I'm saying? Right. right. Exactly. You know, um, I, you know, a lot of us, um, we help people because we, we're compassionate. You know, we have that compassion for people. And, you know, if you're spiritual and if you read the Bible or whatever, Um, book that you read or whatever faith that you have you know like god he tells us you know carry each other's burdens and in this way you will fulfill the law of christ but Mm -hmm. what about those people you know we think about this right here that if a person is coming to me um and i've had this to happen uh you got five dollars you know and i got it and i give it to them and then the next day they come for five dollars and every time they call you, they're asking for $5, you know, and I'm sitting there thinking like, well, I know this day and time, <clears throat> $5 ain't, ain't going to give you any gas. $5 is probably you doing a $5 little bag of weed, you know. Mm-hmm. And so when it comes to that kind of point where I'm helping to support someone's habit that's not good for them, that's where I kind of draw the line. Mm-hmm. You know, like if someone is hungry and they're asking for money, a lot of times I'll feed them first before I give them um money especially the people that are kind of standing on the corner when they say we'll work for food you know things like that but I had an incident about that too with helping a homeless person and um they they wanted some money and I said well I don't have any money but if you want something to eat I'll you know get you something to eat and I went and bought that person something to eat and they told me that they didn't want it and I said oh, no you're gonna eat this food you know because I went and got it and he kept going on and on and I'm standing there arguing arguing with this person and you know in the midst of it I realized that this person had um some type of mental illness because Mm -hmm. the way he was carrying on about my money it it wasn't normal and when something isn't normal that means stand back you gotta Mm -hmm. observe Mm -hmm. and you have to make wise decisions but um to make a long story short he decided he was going to take the burger, but he didn't want the fries. And so I said, no, you're going to take it all because I asked you if you wanted it. And he said, yeah. And so, girl, when I gave him the fries, why he threw them fries down on the ground and that drink that I had in my hand, uh-huh. I almost slung that drink at him. But then I had to stand back, you know, and just stand down, you know, and and really realize that hey, this person had a mental issue. And then only thing I could tell him is that you need to learn to be more grateful. You know, and I drove off. But in those instances, when we help people and we have been burnt by people that we help, sometimes it's hard. It is hard to get in your head that, you know what, you did it for good. They meant it for evil, but God is going to turn it around for good because like you said, you're sowing a seed. But people sometimes, you, you can't, it's that saying you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink it. You can see the potential in someone, but if they don't see it in themselves, there you can help them all day long. You can give it to them. You can give them to go get the paperwork to fill out for the job. You can say, oh, here's a job right here making $16 an hour. All you have to do is, is sign it. And we, you know, had an instant incident like that where someone needed a job. My husband had a connection and all they had to do was call the manager and there was no phone call made to that manager. So that again is, is there a time when you have to stop helping people? Yeah, I think I think there definitely is a time when you have to stop helping. Um, I know that uh, uh, when uh, we had a church, and the, the the most of the people who that who we ministered to were you know out of jail, that kind of thing. Families were um, 
just trying to get back together, that kind of thing. And and they would always ask for help. There were some things you could do. There were th- some things you had to make a decision to not do because people began to put you in the place of God, a God, not the God. <laughs> they keep coming to you instead of learning how to pray themselves. They keep coming to you instead of learning how to trust and have hope in God. Um, so I think there is a point where we have to uh, stop. We have to, you know, stand down and, and, and just say, God, you 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 take this, you do this. Um, definitely. Uh, but, but one thing I want to say too, Renata, um, you, you made some really good points. I think that, you know, as we are helping people it is, it is by faith that we do it. And one of the things God has allowed me to see that it reaches way beyond what we see right before us. Yeah, he, he threw the fries on the ground and all of that, but the seed was planted in love. You did what right. you did in love. So there's no way that nothing came out of that. That that's, that's where I believe. I believe that even though he threw them on the ground, there was a little tiff or, you know, like, I cannot believe this. I planted a seed and I believe that that seed is going to grow because mm-hmm. one planted, you planted, somebody else is coming along the water. It don't matter who that is. It don't, it don't matter who it is. Somebody else is coming for sure by faith. And then God brings the increase. He brings the change in their life and maybe you'll see him again, but now he's trying to feed somebody. Now Mm -hmm. he's sharing because you shared. And I believe that that's what it is, is in our lives is so much further beyond what we see. And that's only what God has allowed me to get a glimpse of. He's allowed others to see way past beyond that. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just about, you know, when we do what we do as unto the Lord and we give back and we keep loving and we keep sharing and we keep, you know, uh, pursuing um, someone or or, or just trying to help them. You know, when when Mm -hmm. we say chasing, we're, we're probably chasing to help. And sometimes Yes, it is chasing because we um, want something. But yeah, in those instances, we do have to stand down because you're right. Because sometimes it can get obsessive. But if I'm doing this and I'm trying to help somebody because I of the love of God that's in my heart, then I believe that God is going to take that. And there's a point, yes, where I, I may not be able to do it anymore. But then mm-hmm. God does the rest. He brings right. that increase. You're so right. Um, before we get ready to close, <clears throat> I want to really really stress that you know the bible does tell us like especially in hebrews um 13 and 16 he says and do not forget to do good and to share with others for which sacrifices god is pleased so basically what he's saying is one way one of the ways that you can demonstrate your love for for god is to be compassionate and caring toward those you encounter on the earth even small gestures can mean a great deal. And so in this part or this segment, we're not saying don't give, you know, when you say stop chasing. No, we just have to be wise in our decision. And remember, when you're wise, you're, you're going to seek the counsel of God. You're going to seek the counsel of other people. You're going to look at other people's experience and you're going to learn from them. You're going to even learn from your own mistakes because, you know, we go through some of these things to build us up. That's why it says, it's good that I was afflicted, that I might learn thy statutes. Yes, yes. You know, I would, you know, you're learning the way God would have you to go. And so one thing about wisdom that people don't understand, you can ask for all of the knowledge. You can have the greatest understanding of things. But if you don't have wisdom, wisdom is the application. When you stand back and you withdraw emotionally from that situation and you view it, um, based on facts and not based on your personal belief or your feelings, and you really stand back and observe, then you can make wiser decisions. And it it takes more than knowing what to do. You have to apply it in your life. And so this thing or this segment or this podcast that we're doing right now is really giving you an opportunity to look back and understand that when God tells you to retreat, you need to retreat. And so what do I do then when someone doesn't want my help or my love? What do I do? What, what are, what are some things that we can do? Cause you know, we, we have to be able to apply that wisdom. We got all this information. We got knowledge. We got understanding of it now. Now, where's the wisdom part of it? What is it that we can do? Um, what are your thoughts on that, um, Nisa? 
I think, uh, first of all, one of the things that you were talking it, you know, the, the word of God came to be uh, uh, from James uh, first chapter, verse five. Sometimes, you know, in, in trying to understand some of the situations that we're going through, we lack the wisdom that we need in order to um, deal with the situations to, to really know what to do. And, and, and James one and uh, verse five says, if you, any of you lack wisdom, let him ask mm-hmm. God who gives liberally to all without reproach. So, you know, ask God for wisdom in these situations when you're dealing, whether it's, you know, the chasing, whether it's, you know, standing down or standing back or retreating, ask God for wisdom in what to do. And um, I do think though that as we are waiting when someone has said they don't want or we could tell sometimes it's it's not the verbal it's the action (laughs) that tells us someone doesn't want what we are offering um anymore and i but it's still giving us the opportunity to continue in prayer Mm -hmm. and at the same time to be be thankful that you had the opportunity to see how and determine how how can i pray for this person because as long yes. as we, we're giving and helping and chasing, we not we don't have the opportunity to really give ourselves the to, the chance to to like you said earlier have all the facts. Oh, now I see <laughs> they mm-hmm. want they want my help when or they um, are looking for this if I do this. So now I'm I, they don't want my help. Okay, now I can see. Okay, now this is how I pray. This right. is the time that I let God. This is and and, and the, one of the safest things that I've ever learned to do throughout my life is uh, pray the word. Pray the word. So I find some scriptures. If there's someone who is just, you know, taking things, always taking, never giving. I'm going to pray the word. Pray the word. You know, not not yeah. what I want. Not what I think it should be. Exactly. <laughs> but just praying the word so that the word of God can be what takes place in their life um, and, and fills their life. Um, just, just because we ask God, he will do what he said he would do. Yes. You know, that's one of the things that I always say. God doesn't have to keep you, but he has to keep his word. And so in keeping his word, guess what's going to happen? He's going to keep you. So a lot of people, you know, the only time that they ever really read their Bible or even open the Bible is on Sunday mornings. And so if you are seeking, like you said, it says asking God would give. But Mm -hmm. if you are seeking God's word and you're just asking, you have to read God's word. How are you going to get God's word or know what the attributes of God are if you don't never read the Bible? And so people don't understand that studying the Bible and reading the word of God is so important in our lives. And not only that, God put people in your lives again for those seasons and those reasons and those lifetimes. And so um, my message to you is that if you're not glorifying God, then why do it? Yeah. You know, and when you think about that, you know, it says you have to seek first and ask yourself, will my decision glorify God? And when you ask yourself that, that is going to help you to make wise decisions. Now, remember, I can make a decision and I can fool myself into thinking that I'm glorifying God because for that very aspect, I don't even know who God is. So if you don't know who God is, then you can't ask him for his wisdom. You have to go out there and ask the world for their wisdom. And that wisdom each time and every time is going to take you into that pit It's going to take you further than you ever wanted to go. And you're going to get so far down until it's like, how did I get here? And it's all because you did not seek God first. Yes. And sometimes, though, when we do seek God, we have to wait on the answer. We have to be patient and wait on the answer. Because one thing that happened to me, and I never, ever, ever forget it. I remember I was faced with, I didn't have the money. You know, I got paid once a month. And, you know, yes, I had kind of blown my money. And then I turned to God, you know, like because my rent was due. You know, I was young. You know, I had partied it off. And, or I just did something else I wanted to do because I was bored sitting around at the house. Mm-hmm. And I never forget I was praying and I was saying, God, you know, please help me because I got these kids. I don't want to be evicted. Yeah. And so 
they kept sending me the letters and then I was like, dang, they're going to put my stuff out on the, on the streets, you know, cause I can't go to my mama anymore. I mean, I've exhausted her and I knew if, if I had to, I could, but at some point I had to grow up, yes. you know, and I never forget. I was like, God, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? You know, they knocked on the door. The constable came, gave me the note and I didn't even fret. You know, I just read it. They gave me five days to get the money. And by that time, I got paid again. And I just kind of doubled up on my rent. And I robbed mm-hmm. Peter to pay Paul. Mm-hmm. And I, lo and behold, I had gone to the mailbox. And I had a check in the mailbox. And believe it or not, I was doing my taxes myself. And that income tax check that was in the mailbox was from two years prior that I had made a mistake on my returns and they reimbursed me my money. Wow. And I said, look at God. And that was the one of the first steps I can remember of just putting my whole trust in God. You know, all it takes is that, that faith of the mustard seed, just small faith and believe, Hey, quit worrying about it. It's going to work itself out. Even if I got evicted, guess what? It's going to work itself out. Yes. It's going to work itself out. So, you know, I'm not saying don't do the things you need to do. Don't do things and get in situations and then let God be your lawyer. No, we can't use God like that. But we do have to trust in God and we do have to pray and we do have to seek his wisdom. So this has, I hope this has been as enjoying to you as it has been to me. And so Dr. Jenkins, I'm going to ask you for one last nugget. Can mm-hmm. you uh, give me, give the, our listeners a takeaway? Yeah, one of the, the, the takeaways that I have that I, I, I just really felt uh, dropping my spirit was, you know, when we chase things, there's always somebody in front. There's always somebody behind. That lets us know that chasing is, is, is something that requires so much effort and energy. <laughs> yes. Um, if, if, if we were walking beside each other, if we were, you know, um, in agreement with one another, you know, I, I'm, I'm not chasing you. You're not chasing me. I'm, I'm not, um, having to exert energy to get to you, to reach you. Um, then we are on a level field we're, we're, we're equal you know what i'm saying we're yes, equal to yeah, one another and mm-hmm. so we don't have to like run after each other or try to do this to get to each other we just allow god to tell us what to do for one another and how to help each other and how to love one another and i think that that's where we have to walk is is really side by side and allowing god to minister to us so that we know how to give and I, and I'll just share with you all, you know, I've, I've made a, in the last several months, I've just made a decree for my life. And that is, is that I, you know, people who come into my life, you know, I want them to care about the things I care about, love the things I love. And I want to do the same for you. I, mm-hmm. I want to give equally to, you know, backwards and forwards, give equally into the lives of those who care about what I care about, who care about my kids. If I talk about my kids, you you know, I know you care about your kids. I know that's important to you. Um, mm-hmm. So you ask about the person's kids. You know, sometimes we yeah. allow we allow people into our lives that don't have our best interests at hand. They're not even interested off top. They've shown us signs. They're mm-hmm. not interested. It's okay to let them go. Let it go. I need somebody mm-hmm. who cares about, who wants to hear about the weather, if the weather is what interests me. Um, so, you know, sometimes we just waste our time giving so much energy and, and, and off the top, God didn't say they was, should be in my life anyway. So why am I pursuing something that is not for me? It's, it's just, uh, for lack of a better word, it just feels like a big waste of time. If God ain't Mm -hmm. in it, I don't want it. Exactly. And the quicker we can learn that the better off we'll be. I think so. I think it's safe. It's all right to say, okay, it's all good. It's yep, okay. It's all well. Yeah. You know, sometimes we, um, we can wallow too long. We can be there too long because of, um, sometimes people don't want to give up because they're afraid to say that I wasted all this time and energy in this person. He's going to be with me or I did this. And you know, 
sometimes we it's, it's hard to let go and we yeah. know that it's hard to let go yes but my, my my nugget to you is that it is impossible to use natural weapons to fight spiritual things yes that's we right. must use the tools found in the word of god to defeat the enemy that comes against us yes that's rich renata definitely yeah so you know with that said stand back stand down stand by but mostly retreat and let god and so i thank you guys and i thank you dr jenkins um if you guys are loving her as much as she wants to come back, guess what? I'm going <laughs> to allow her to come back because I enjoyed the conversations that we actually have. Yes. Yes, me too. And thank you all for, for having me. Thank you, Renata. This has been an awesome discussion. I, 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 it has, it has uh, produced growth in me. And I'm hoping good. others and everyone else listening. Yes. And so, again, thank you for stopping by to listening to The Riri Show. What perspective and anchor perspective. And until we meet again, I will ask you to stay safe and be blessed.